0: This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports. But they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one price, any design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L A G A S P O R T S dot com. Own your look, own the game. Man, Y'all wanna win, put Booby
1: in. Y'all wanna win, put Booby in, I'm about to spin. Come on, coach. Come on, coach, let me kick you through.
0: All right manage? guys, welcome back to a new episode of the Morning Skate, episode 131. Not much to talk about today. We're just gonna be freewheeling. So with that, let's just get into it. Ked, Hal, and Dale. Talk not that much,
2: Not much says you, but I am fired up to be back. I've been itching a pod. Happy to be back, boys. Let's
1: fucking go. Let's have one. Huh? Hal? I mean, I don't know if we want to get into it right now, but should we just I'm happy that Dale has a lot of energy and he's and he's happy to be back. But I, I think Ked, you should kind of let the listeners know we had a big interview lined up a few nights ago. Um, Dale was supposed to play a big part. Do you want to kind of discuss what happened?
0: Yeah, Dale was supposed to play a big part. His parents' house has has notoriously the worst Wi-Fi in the history of the world and just kept cutting out every two seconds. And then Riley Cote yelled at me, so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: I'm really not happy about it. I I was fired up all day. I personally take CBD. I was excited to talk to him about CBD, and I had a bunch of other health questions for him, and uh, I just got cut off.
0: And- yeah, no, I'm just kidding. He actually didn't yell at me, but I had Garrett been going for a while about it. So, But yeah, I mean, tune girl. in Wednesday, Riley Cote's podcast. That's going to be dropping. Pretty good one he talks about. uh a couple like really funny things yeah he had a bit of a rivalry with like darcy tucker which i thought was hilarious he talks about todd Fedoric and like how his face is just like he's the terminator because it's just nothing but plates and shit uh that was really cool but yeah i don't know i mean what what else is there to talk about boys i know dale's super pumped up about this some people have been asking us to talk about how we like got to where we are today i don't know at this at this point we're just freewheeling until we get to the portion where we do like our regular segments
2: Here's the thing, bud. I think Greg said it best yesterday. We've been having these happy hours where we hang out with our friends on WebEx, and I think just there's probably a lot of our listeners out there that do the same thing. But just the fact that you can Zoom or Skype and just talk and hang out with your friends, it's like it's kind of almost like we needed this whole coronavirus thing to stop and reflect and like let the people we know in our lives. Know that we care about them and take a moment to like actually be present with each other, and I think there's a lot to be said about that. And
0: well, I'm gonna get out in front of this and say that we're not a podcast that supports coronavirus, no matter what Garrison has to say. Uh, but I, th- I think you are. I think you are. I think you are right. Like you're. I'm you're, saying.
2: Yeah. That's
0: what it sounded like, dude. How you're just in there? What are you doing? You are
2: talking into- about silver linings, bro.
1: Yeah, I guess, dude. I mean, I found I thought that was a pretty good silver lining. I don't know. There's not a lot going on. I wanted to propose this to Ked. I think uh, going off of Dale's praise of coronavirus, we should just get right into Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Because I don't know if anyone saw this. on Re- It was on Reddit. It was like trending on Reddit a couple of days ago. you got to look it up. Dom Moore, playing for the Maple Leafs, had a breakaway with no stick. And he was kicking it down the ice and then tried to feed a guy for a one-timer. It was awesome. It was the most Dom Moore moment ever. So I think... A mem- memor- mem- memorium, Memorial? How do you say that? Jesus. Can someone help me out?
0: <laughs> no, a memorial is like if somebody, like, passes, dude.
1: I know, but I, I don't want that. What I'm trying to say is in in memor-
0: the presence mm-hmm.
1: of those great memories of Dom Moore, I just kind of thought we could lead off with the Heroes and Zeros.
0: Okay, let's lead off with the Heroes and Zeros. Also, that's such a Dom Moore play, like... Any chance that guy has any sort of offensive opportunity, he's doing absolutely anything in his power to capitalize. So him skating down the ice, just kicking the puck to himself sounds pretty dumb More to me.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Ked, Ked, lead us off, dude. Who's your, who's your hero of the week?
0: So my hero of the week goes to Mantis Toboggan. Since, (laughs) since the Corona, there's no NHL, nothing like that. So the boys have, uh, we formed an EASHL hockey team called the morning skate. We're unbelievably uh average and consistent i think we're like 54 and 54 but uh mantis our buddy amen it was his birthday we hung out with him yesterday and the kid's always down to play on the sticks dude no matter what time of the day it is i text him he's like yeah dude i'll hop on right now so my hero goes to mantis toboggan um i can't wait to kind of dive further into eashl and video games we should definitely do that later but that's my hero related my zero windows so pretty much at this point in our lives only a few of us out of our friend group don't really have significant others um so we'll text everybody and be like hey does anybody have a window and what a window is is a very short span of opportunity that you have to play video games without your girlfriend or significant other yelling at you and that is kind of what the window is um so my zero of the week goes to windows i understand why windows are there but That'd be my zero of the week.
1: Yeah, and I think this is a great transition to my hero of the week because it's it's lunchtime. I got to play a game uh, with Ked uh, on lunch, which is nice, dude. It's just nice having that option, like
0: take right?
1: eight really- minutes and play a game. Like, would I rather do that or i rather like I don't know, like sit on the toilet and like read Twitter for fifteen.
0: No, it is, dude. And and also I don't wanna I don't want Feverboy to listen to this and say that I'm coming at him. It's just that They're windows, dude. I get it. If I had a significant other, I'd be going through the same shit. I recently broke up with mine, but if I was still with her and because I was not playing video games online at that point, if I had begun playing video games on that line, that relationship would have lasted two seconds. Yeah. That's a fact, dude. Like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, Oh, I'm a fucking macho, man. I'd get a window anytime I want. Like that's that's not accurate, dude. Like that's not gonna happen. That's just
1: it's life. Yeah. So Yeah, I agree with that, dude. So I don't know, Dale, you have any comments?
2: I don't know. I was just trying to think of an analogy for something like way larger than a window, like a like a balcony or a giant door or something. Because kids always got windows, and I I'm a little jealous sometimes. But
1: what would you describe Dale's window as? Like a doggy door? <sighs> <laughs> Dude, I. I don't know. I mean. Dale, let's switch it up, dude. You seem like you're Dale's window's
0: come back, dude. (laughs)
1: Dale's window was abruptly
0: put to an end at one point, but Dale's window's like now back. And Dale plays as much Chella as every one of us, except for me me and Mantis, I'd say.
1: I would say, I agree with that. And I'd also say he's late night Dale. Like, you know, like, he's half asleep. He's He's in his his robe. robe. (laughs) He's in his robe. The puck's going the other
0: way. He's just standing in the corner.
1: My contacts are dry
2: as fuck, and I'm like falling asleep during the last period. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, I'm pushing it through for the
1: boys. I appreciate that. Because, like, that's kind of, if you look at it, like, as a relatable, it's kind of like my beer league is, like, 10-50 on a Monday. Sometimes you're just pushing through because that's really what you want to do. But it's not uh, easy. Yeah. When, when,
0: when we're playing games, dude, like, do you actually think it matters? Like, win or lose?
1: I mean, the only thing I would say on that, and, like, I think we should just get out in front of this, control the story for the control the story controls you we're like 500 we play like 100 games in like two weeks and we're like sitting at 500 we've been spinning it as like a model of consistency but i don't know i don't think that's very good and i think and i think like i take pride i take pride in that record like i don't want it to i would not like that to slip below 500 like i can make the argument like we have so many built-in excuses we started playing this game now it came out in like august some of us haven't played in forever like i just figured out what online was i hadn't played online since it was like free on the ps3 and you're using like the worst internet ever and it was just straight lags like i had no idea this world existed so i don't know do you know like fuck it yeah.
0: i just like i feel like if- I don't know. Like, if I'm in the middle of a game, and I actually i am not, I'm good.
1: What are you saying? You care? Because I care. I don't well, want to. I fucking
0: care. I absolutely care. Like, if I had a significant other and I'm in the middle of a game and, like, she were to turn it off or something, I'd be like, you need to get the fuck out. Yeah. That's and what I, 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 I. And then I would immediately regret that that decision, like, probably 30 seconds after that. But, yeah, of course I care. It's weird. It's like, we're not playing real hockey right now, so that's as close as what we have of any sort of, like competition dude i love competition like i love competing and i know it's stupid because it's a video game but like does that make sense that's facts dude i like to win
1: yeah and then of course like the worst part is you're getting beat by like a 14 year old kid yeah. from like poughkeepsie who has like a uh, alexander ovechkin lookalike with like a tin advisor with the leo Komarov like angle like do you know what i mean like it just rubs salt in the wound because like you think back like I think back to like my younger years, like being like 14 years old, and I felt so confident in that game. Yeah. And every now and then, in this game, like I feel like I'm confident and I understand it. But there are times the puck gets on my stick, and I'm like, I, I like don't know what to do.
0: Yeah, it's I don't I don't know either, dude. Like I don't know if we're good or if we're just like <laughs> really dog shit. Like it's it's sad. Like we're getting beat by 14 year old kids. We're pl- probably like blowing fat clouds between whistles, dude. Like. <laughs>
1: dude. <laughs> I would, I would argue like 80% of the times we get paused, it's because someone's like grabbing a vape or something, likely. Yeah.
0: Sorry. I don't know. But that was one of my windows. And then my second, or that was one of my zeros, and my second zero. So we were supposed to have um, a hockey tournament for my dad, who passed away last April. And I'm not going to mention the organization or who runs the organization, but they are very much on my shit list. Uh, I contacted them. They said, oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll make it an annual thing. Here are the dates. So I get the dates. I get somebody to design a logo. I get a GoFundMe page ready to go. All these people are being like, oh, we can't wait to help out. Essentially, what it was going to be was going to be a midget tournament for these kids who don't play high school, probably not going to play college. And it was going to be like a senior night. And it was going to be given back to the parents. Um, We had different ideas of like how these parents are going to get gift bags or like we're going to have a skills comp. It was supposed to be sick. Everything was buttoned down, ready to go. So the day that I was going to start releasing things, I text the person I'm like, hey man, anything going on? Didn't hear from him. Text him again. Didn't hear from him. A couple days later, call him, don't hear from him. Call him again. Don't hear from him. Must contact him probably five or five to eight times, I'd say. Nothing. And then the weekend of this so called tournament that was supposed to happen, he has the audacity to text and say, Oh, hey man, just want to let you know the tournament's canceled because of the coronavirus. Are you fucking kidding me? And that's that's my that's probably that's not even my zero week. That's you're just a zero, buddy. A fucking zero. There it is. You wanted to rattle me up. You got me rattled up, dude.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say on that is, like, personally, um, you guys know me. Like, I am known to, like, ignore texts, ignore calls. Like, I duck. Like, my phone goes off. You don't hear from me for a while. I'm trying to be more cognizant of it. I'm trying to get better at it. So I kind of, like, I, I don't actually understand this guy's perspective because what he no, did he's was he's a was fucking fucked
0: adult, up. and he should have some sort of ball bag and be like, oh, hey, by the way, yeah. man, this tournament might not happen because we can't get teams. Or just be open about it, but he's a fucking coward.
1: Right, but the yeah, and the point I was trying to get to, dude. I thought the I thought the most fucked up part was the was like the text like a few days before the tournament. It's like no shit, the tournament's canceled, dude. You didn't text me back for like six months. Like, like what did what did you think I thought that like it was still on? Like I was raring to go. Like I don't know. I just thought like why would you even do that at that point? A day
0: a day before the tournament? Midget tournament has been canceled. Any chance we can follow up soon to discuss the future? Right there, bud. There's your future. And this is going to be your future for me forever. Right there. Because not only, like, it was a really good thing. It meant a lot to me and my, my old man. But, like, that could have been a really fucking cool tournament for these kids. And that could have happened every single year from here on out. Not happening anymore.
2: We, not put gonna- in a lot, we put in a lot of time brainstorming it, dude. We made calls about, like, maybe even setting up a foundation for the scholarships. Darren McCarty was going to send a gift basket. Yeah. Death Wish Coffee was going to throw in some stuff, too. Like, we had things
1: gonna- lined up for it. I was going to grill hot dogs in the parking lot. Yeah. Like,
0: dude, everybody is pumped yeah. up at it. It was a fucking super easy thing to do. And the, and the way I found out is I contacted a parent that was on the team, and he's like, oh, yeah, dude, I, I don't think that tournament's happening. And he told me that in, like, early February. So this guy had a month and a half to tell me, oh, hey, it's not going to happen.
1: And it's then the for
0: the tournament, hey, do you want to discuss this further? Oh, man. Talk about pissing me off. 2010 CAD would have lost his shit.
1: And, you know – Yeah, do you know what really twisted the knife for me, too, is I was really excited to try to, like, work a clock or, like, get in a penalty box. It would have been so cool. I wanted to ask you guys, like, so you're a parent, right? You have a kid playing for this shit organization, and you have to sign up to do hours to volunteer while your kid's on the team. It's a good question. Here here are your options. You got snack bar. You got the clock. You got penalty boxes. And I think there was, like, one other, but I don't know what it was. I think that might have been it,
2: right? Penalty box, bro. Penalty box, hands down. You just fucking chill and you're just hanging out, drinking your coffee. Don't have to talk to anyone. That's my I'll, answer. For I'll sure. never
0: forget, dude. We had a we had a turn we had a tournament one year and my dad was working the penalty box. And uh one of the older kids on our team got a penalty and he sitting in the box, I think it was like midget, and uh the coach goes, So and so get on the ice. And so and so's dad was the assistant coach. So the kid goes to skid on the ice, and the the guy who got the penalty, he was, like, probably our best player. He he fucking looks over, and he screams at our head coach and goes, are you fucking kidding me? You're putting that fucking kid on the ice? And the kid's dad, like, tried jumping over the glass to, like, fight the guy on our team. And my dad was standing in the penalty box the whole time, like, what'd you say? What'd you say? Like, trying to mix it up and shit, just laughing his ass off. Uh, That's a moment. Penalty box all day.
1: Yeah. I don't – did you guys ever get the chance to run one? I think when I was a kid once, I was, like, at a tournament, and, like, they are like, we need someone to run the penalty box. They put me in, like, a helmet and just let me have it. I thought it was, like, the greatest moment of my life. Like, have you worked penalty box? Uh, I don't know. How don't much know do you I'm think a work. penalty box guy in the NHL makes? What so else are they doing they're, on the top?
0: They're, they're, they're an official, I'm pretty sure. I think they're an off-ice official.
1: Yeah, because they have, like, notepads and shit, and they're, like, wearing ties. Like, I can never –
0: the one guy in the Rangers has like a ponytail
1: and like his nails are painted. <laughs> so yeah. maybe they're not. Maybe they are not officials then, right? I don't know. Like, I, 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 what would you pick? I would probably pick the same, dude. I think clock is a powerful thing too. I think I don't. I don't think I could do it personally, but I think if you're a dad that could that could run a clock and actually have like good stop starts, then you are a valuable asset to the organization.
0: I also think if you're running the clock, there's a good chance you're running the ox cord.
1: Yeah, well, depending on the rank, right? Cuz if you think about we had two ranks, the bigger rank Weibel had had like the studio. If you can get the studio, that might be the best setup of all. Like if you can just be the guy on the ox, I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah.
0: I don't know, Dale, what do you have?
2: Penalty box, hands down. You get you get a coffee, you get to be by yourself, you just chill. You all you have to do is open the door.
0: Yeah, and like that's what this tournament was going to be. We were going to have tons of volunteers go and do these things so the parents didn't have to continually continuously do this, but unfortunately that didn't happen. Um, that's my zero of forever. Maybe I'll talk about it every podcast from now on. We'll see.
2: Are you going to are you going to make this guy here Carol Baskins, dude?
0: Yeah. 1,000%. <laughs> yes.
2: So so that actually, I, I'm going to do a hot pivot and make Tiger King the hero of my week because oh, God, it's God. fucking, that, that fucking documentary is unreal. Joe Exotic, if you haven't seen it, you gotta see it. Uh, not much else to say, fucking.
0: If, if, if you haven't seen it, fast forward through this part because I'm going to get into some teasers or some, not teasers, what's it called? Uh, spoiler. Um, yeah. Where to Damn, begin, man it's, it's just so jam-packed what was like the most shocking point of the documentary for you
1: can i say my my most shocking point of the documentary was that people who own tigers like have multiple spouses like that's like the law it seems like like for whatever reason they're all polygamous i don't know how they pull it off but like the power of the tiger apparently like i would... never
0: thought like carrying a baby tiger around would would play but apparently it does for everybody joe you exotic ma- was able to convince two straight guys that they were gay because he was walking around with a tiger cub
1: <laughs> can you imagine if you were like 19 years old and you're like walking down the street and joe exotic pulled up to you and was like hey you want to come to my tiger farm
0: <laughs> that's the thing like this guy like went to his zoo and then joe exotic just like picked him out like can you imagine being 19 years old like probably like a little in the bag at this guy's zoo and he comes up to you and he's like oh hey good looking and then you're like oh i'm gonna stay here for the next like uh-
2: 10 years <laughs> yeah
0: I mean that that was shocking. I think when when his when his husband when his husband uh, died, the funeral of him singing and talking about his balls as they were golden nuggets was. I mean that was something that I never thought I'd see on television.
1: That was so rude, dude. That looked like like a, a like a sketch, dude. Like that did not. That was so crass.
0: Attempt yeah, to
1: yeah. do that, dude. And the mom's like sitting in the first row, and he's like crying, pelvating, like he's doing thrust and stuff, and like singing his songs is that his voice i don't
0: i don't know i have no idea i don't know it could it could be drugs Alex, and icon
1: auto-tune do you have anything on that dale what'd you think of his music i mean the videos were 100 percent yeah, just, the, just the, all the carol baskin, baskin stuff was insane. yeah
0: the carol baskin look-alike was carol baskin and you can
1: never tell me that that
0: wasn't her because they were identical
2: it's just like there's parts of the that whole thing. Where you're like, is this real life? Like, this actually happened? Like,
0: there's people on planet Earth that are like this? <laughs>
1: yeah. Did they ever say, dude? I was thinking about it. Did they ever say how he got her like diary? Do you remember at one point he's like on his live stream? And he's like, yeah. we're gonna read Carol's diary.
0: And I got her diary right here, boys. And then starts reading it. Like, hey, Joe, did you break in this girl's house and like find this diary underneath her bed, dude?
1: Or how about the one day that they realized that, like, federal agents had just, like, drilled a hole in their ceiling and, like, put a huge-ass wire sticking out of the side? (laughs) How long do you think that took them to figure out? (laughs) I don't—it's just so much about, like,
0: the videos he did where he would, like, and and, fuck you, Carol Baskin, motherfucker, and then, like, shoots a doll with her face right in the head. Can't do that nowadays. I guess back then you could.
2: Dude, that's the thing. It was like a year and a half ago. It wasn't back then. Like, a lot of this shit was like three, four years ago. You know what I mean?
0: It was just, I mean, and then the new guy comes in and he has a wife and they just go around like swinging with other people. And the cult guy, I mean, that guy would beat the shit out of me, I
1: think. Who, the guy? The guy who someone called a Chucky doll?
0: No, no. That, when Joe Exotic referred to that guy as a Chucky doll... I that was probably the hardest I laughed during that documentary because that was fucking rich, dude. Cause then it and then it showed like a picture of the guy and he's like, Yeah, that is a fat Chucky doll. That is exactly what that is.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. I thought who did you did you have like a favorite like quiet character? Like I liked the one guy i don't know it looked like he mowed like the lawn or something he would like flip the camera off a lot he was like tall he had like a
0: long hair guy yes of course dude i knew that you were gonna love that guy that that guy reminds me of like pretty much everybody we worked with at the track just like long hair just hacking darts and like he can be nice but for the most part he's just a miserable prick (laughs)
1: yeah yeah but he makes you laugh you know what i mean but
0: i like the guy without the legs i feel like he was like a nice dude
1: yeah he seemed like it too um the, the director guy freaked me out. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. I think the craziest people of all might be the director and then the campaign manager. Like, how did those two guys decide to do those jobs?
0: You mean the ammo guy at fucking Walmart, dude? He's, Joe Exotic comes up and he buys ammo and then just, oh, hey, I want to be a campaign manager. You do?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that kid stuck around way too long. He, he, should, he should have peaced out. But.
0: Dude, He was there when the, when the husband killed himself.
2: He was right there, dude.
0: And just sat there for, like, I thought Netflix was on pause. He sat in that chair for, like, 30 seconds and then got up and was like, oh, shit, this happened.
2: We're giving away a lot of spoilers here.
0: Well, that's the spoiler part. Um,
2: yeah, that's moving it. on. Moving on, I guess. That was my hero. <laughs> you guys got anything else on Tiger King? I'm
1: sorry. No, that's all right, dude. I guess we covered enough. Dude. I just felt like... I felt like we had a positive vibe. It was your hero of the week, and then Ked got passionate about it, and you just were kind of like, no thanks.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just we're still on.
1: You said no spoilers. You said no spoilers, but, like, your hero was a spoiler. I I know he brought up something that we had to spoil. You can't just say it.
0: Yeah, dude, and shout out to Cheer, too. If you guys haven't watched Cheer on Netflix, check that shit out. The opening scene, there's going to be a girl that says, (laughs) I'd probably be in jail if it wasn't for cheer. And right then and there, I was hook, line, and sinker. You guys got to watch that. Gabby Butler, shout out.
2: Yeah, I watched four minutes of that, and then I turned it off. I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, going into my zero, my zero of the week is just fucking dishes, just doing dishes. I'm in my house all the time. I know, it's a terrible one. It's doing dishes, and it's fucking getting my coffee ratio off. Do you guys ever get used to a good coffee, coffee ratio? in the morning you get used to your routine and then you have you have your girlfriend live with you or you got some something like someone else happening and uh mess up your coffee ratio do you know what i mean by that
0: i know where Gary, where dale's coming from with the dish situation just because i know his apartment it could be a little cramped when doing dishes and i know how bad he doesn't like doing dishes but i actually kind of enjoy it i don't know really doing it i'm definitely a definitely a dish guy
1: okay what was i doing when you called me earlier what you, were, was I doing? you were doing dishes Here's the here's the deal, dude. In my in my where I live, there's one person has the laundry, one person has the dishes. I think that is a great win for me. I do it more frequently. It's a great time to listen to podcasts. It's a great time to listen to music. It's a great time to reflect on the day, dude. You I am like person. an hour. <laughs> and that's the thing, dude. Like you've worked in a dish pit. Like I worked in dish pits. You know what I mean? You're a professional, dude. I never worked in a dish pit. Actually, if you remember when I was delivering pizzas, they told
0: me I had to do dishes, and I said right, I gotta go.
1: <laughs> really yeah
2: would would you would have to do dishes when you weren't on deliveries
0: yeah well they would say that you had to
2: and you just wouldn't do it so uh, what would you do when you weren't on deliveries
0: i would just hang out and eat pizza yeah.
1: <laughs> nice Sick, <laughs> man. oh yeah so i mean i don't know i don't know if i agree with that i understand the caffeine i don't drink caffeine when i'm at home i always drink coffee or something i have a coffee maker i always drink coffee or something when i go to work but for whatever reason i
2: I just have like a personal coffee maker and it's like good for like my size and then when i have to make double coffee it's just like i don't get enough my coffee and i'm not gonna make coffee twice just for myself does that make sense
0: i would i would just do it twice
1: yeah i would just make yourself coffee yeah and but pour I, it in a cup. But I have to make my girlfriend coffee too. Okay, so geez. then you put it in and she can do the rest. Yeah. Okay. Good it's
2: luck. Okay, Good luck. fucking on my ratio, that's all I'm saying. it's it it gets me tight sometimes when Why
0: when don't, don't you just do oh, your ratio twice?
2: It's just a lot more work, bro, and when I'm fucking trying to get coffee in the morning, I
0: is doing coffee like work? Don't you just pour like the fucking coffee thing into it and press a button?
2: Yeah,
1: I do it like the then I right before wait before on a timer,
2: but, but then I got to take out the coffee. I got to pour more water and then I got to wait another five minutes. <laughs> all
1: right. Yeah, but you could just not wait the five minutes. You could just make it for it. Couldn't she just finish it? Why do you have to wait around for the pot to be done? Because,
2: because, all right. So now we're digging a little deeper because I do bulletproof coffee. I put butter, grass fed butter, MCT oil and collagen in a blender that's also a perfect size for me, and then I do my coffee. But when I do that, the blender—I have to—it's like one in a third. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. It's just not.
1: The only thing I'm going to say on that, though, dude, is if you're going to be like a craft cocktail guy, you can't just have a NutriBullet. Like you need to have a bigger system. Like if you're going to be a guy making these like these grass-fed coffees in the morning, then I think you need to have a little more professional of a system.
2: I should have a separate one just for that, or something. I don't know we'll figure it out moving on
0: I need to I need to get back in the coffee game ever since the quarantine I haven't had any because I don't go to coffee traders anymore
2: well it's at coffee traders you got a n you got a favorite over there
0: ice death wish man
2: what's death wish you want to you know segue here
1: whoa I'm not sure how I got here but this is a really cool podcast well while I'm here, I guess I'll introduce myself. I am the incredible Jeff, the host of Fueled by Deathcast, the weekly podcast from the Deathwish Coffee Company. Each week, I get to talk with a special guest from rock stars to astronauts about what they do and what fuels their passion, because we're all fueled by death. We want to leave this world a little different before we inevitably leave it for good. Follow Fueled by Deathcast on all social media. And subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, or the Death Wish Coffee Company YouTube page. But for now, let's finish this awesome podcast.
0: All right, guys, for those who are wondering what the hell that was, we've, uh, we've recently teamed up with Death Wish Coffee. Um, yeah, like Dale said, I literally have this every single day. Uh, a little bit about them. Their mission is to fuel you wherever you go. They're the world's strongest coffee made by passionate people for passionate people uh carefully selected perfectly roasted coffee beans produce a bold highly caffeinated coffee blend they strive for the best tasting and highest quality organic and fair trade beans in every bag i mean these it's it's like rocket fuel dude i need a nice death wish to get along with my day i need to actually figure that out how do you make iced coffee
1: i don't know i don't think it's possible because if you just put coffee in the fridge it tastes bad
0: is that what it is that what iced coffee is is just coffee and then you put it in the fridge
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Or well, you.
0: Why, well, then why can't we do that?
2: So we we can we can. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about this on the podcast. I mean, mainly. What Hans- else is going on, dude? All right. So Hanson and Martina tried to make iced coffee this week, right? They wanted to create like a like there should be like a stone that you can put in your freezer that's got some kind of spiralization where the coffee, the hot coffee, pours on a cold stone and instantly turns hot coffee cold now tell me that isn't a million dollar product yeah they probably sell it on pratt daddy
1: what pratt daddy dude they probably sell it crystals pratt. just put a crystal in there and let it go i don't know how that would happen i don't like if that was an easy thing to do then wouldn't have somebody done that by now or no do you think you're sitting on a million dollar idea
2: dude if you create if you created facebook you would have already created facebook bro
0: I don't know where this is going, but if you guys get a chance, check out the field by Deathcast uh, podcast, our boy, Jeff's over there. He's a real
2: promo code
0: too. Yeah. We got a promo code. If you guys, uh, death wish coffee, they're the number one coffee sold on the internet.
2: They the number one coffee online.
0: All right. So if you head over to their, uh, website, DeathwishCoffee.com, uh, and use promo code morning skate, you get 10% off your purchase. And if you guys drink coffee, what you do in your quarantine and you guys need coffee, I'm actually probably going to do this right after this podcast. Uh, buy bag and let us know what you think cuz I'm telling you I before I would just go to Stewart's and I get a hot coffee and I would I would just power through it cuz it tastes like mud and then afterwards I'm like hell yeah like that that's real that's real American shit and I've always thought that how I'm not that's I've literally told that to everybody it makes you feel good that you got through it but Death Wish coffee literally every day I have a nice Death Wish so shout out to them they're the best
2: they're, yeah they're also from Saratoga Springs and everybody there's just badass people so Good stuff. Good coffee. Good people.
0: Yeah, mean, how do you have anything on? Have you ever had a Death Wish?
1: Yeah, I have. I like Death Wish a lot. I just don't appreciate Stewart's slander on this podcast. I just want to say Stuart I am not standing behind. Be on can- my
0: Instagram bio, dude, it says Stewart's ambassador because the president hit me up and said I'm such a great ambassador. I need to go on a tour of his plant. So don't don't be telling me that I'm giving bad reps to Stuart's. So That's just not it's not accurate.
1: I felt like that was a bad ambassador move. That's all I'm saying.
0: Uh, ice coffee. I get an ice death wish, hot coffee. I get one at Stewart's.
1: I know. I just, I just questioned the only thing. If I went to Stewart's and I was like, Ken, I'm getting uh, a black coffee. You have to get one too. What would you say to me?
0: If you were going to Stewart's and you're getting a black coffee? Yeah. Yeah. i want one.
1: Okay. All right. (laughs) That's all. I don't know. I don't know. This is really going off the rails. I also thought it was crazy how Dale just kind of put that up on like a on a tee for you i wasn't sure what was going on dale seemed super interested in coffee. i thought it was pretty good yeah nice work uh, oh i guess i'll just i mean zero of the week we don't have a lot going on everyone just went silent it's not a zero at this point it's just a question mark garrison's trying to go viral on twitter doing the corona shuffle i just wanted to ask tiktok uh, tiktok what did I say he was going viral on? Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. No, dude, he's trying to go viral on TikTok for the Corona Shuffle cat. Do you think it has the it factor? <laughs> Do you? I'm not sure yet. I don't want Dale's opinion on it. Yeah, so, I mean, granted, my head might have
2: gotten a little bit big when, uh, you know, two, three random people reached out and did a duet of my dance.
1: They had um, them
2: they what?
0: They had blue hair.
2: Yeah. and the other guys from None of It Canada, which is pretty fucking sick. Have you ever met anybody from None of It? The providence of None of It? I didn't think so, bro. So, um, yeah, dude, I don't know. It's just, it's just a nice little dance move I made up by myself, and you know, I got like twenty-two followers. So, plug it, dude. So, yeah. You got
1: twenty-two. What do you? What's your?
2: The video has been viewed about 500, five six hundred times. What's dude? your handle,
1: dude? Get it
2: up! Oh, it's at Garrison Grant. It's just my name, at Garrison Grant. What
1: right. what what's viral to you guys? On like TikTok, I feel like viral is like a million on TikTok, dude. Like I feel a like million or like at least a half million. Like if you scroll through it, dude, if you scroll through like the ones that have the most views, it's like four million, five million. Like the numbers don't even seem real. So if you it have seems like everyone's got a view.
0: So if you have forty three point one k views on a video, like
1: that's not viral. Do you want? Is that what you? So if you had forty. <laughs> So, you had 43,000 views of you like, slowing down on a snowmobile. It was a great vine. What is it? TikTok. TikTok. It's a great TikTok. Uh, But yeah, dude, I would say 43,000 views is probably like 10,000 retweets. 10,000. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? I just think it scaled up a notch. Yeah,
0: no, I get that. Um, But that was our heroes and zeros.
1: (laughs) Weird start.
0: Do we have any hockey things to talk about? I saw that Belarus said that they were all set with the shutdown and just played their playoffs anyway.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that seems very on brand for Belarus. I don't know a ton about it other than the 2002 Olympics. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. What do you think? Are they playing with in front of fans? Uh,
0: I just got it. It says... I don't know if this is... I don't know if this is accurate, but I got... I got a, uh, just got a text, and it's the Belarus president, and he's dressed up in, a, in a hockey gear, and it says, Belarus president refuses to cancel anything, and says vodka and saunas will ward off COVID-19.
1: I mean, that's very on brand, dude. You know what I mean? Like, the Montreal Canadiens always have one guy who wears a turtleneck in the, in the country of Belarus, always has a, someone in charge who thinks you can just sweat it out in a sauna with some vodka. Where, yeah, where's Liberty uh isn't it like i don't know it might be like pa delaware somewhere in that weird area oh yeah so liberty these they're so so
0: stupid they're the only college to send their kids back nearly a dozen liberty university students have covid 19 symptoms after the school reopened and it like did that like not that long
1: that was like i'm pretty sure that was like friday i saw that so yeah i don't know that's tough dude um what, I, I mean, I guess we could talk about it just so we could get your opinion quickly, and I'm sure people have heard this a thousand times. The player proposal to start the season, the, like, the, I don't, is that still on the board? Like, what are they saying now for, like, if they played hockey again? I thought I
0: saw something somewhere that said that it was going to resume in July, but I don't know. How, how would you feel if they had, like, a two-week season before playoffs in July?
1: Uh, I don't know, dude. Honestly, and this is going to be – I, I as a Bruins fan, it would it would really scare me. Like part of me thinks like it'd be super fresh. I also think if they just like go on this huge break and then have a two week regular season, then playoffs start, um, I feel like it's gonna level the playing field a ton. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I feel like some teams will drop and some teams will fly up.
0: I actually have a question. I think we talked about it on our little hangout thing yesterday. I bought tickets to the Rangers Blackhawks. It was supposed to be this coming Saturday through tick pick Tick pic reached out and said that they will either either give me a hundred percent refund or a hundred and ten percent credit. I would take the credit probably, right? I mean that's
1: if you're in the mark if you're in the market for concerts and in like games, but the only thing with that is like how long till you'd actually be able to use that. Like that it's is- cool with just keeping it in the bank and knowing you've got a hundred ten percent when it reopens, that's good. But
0: I think that's probably what I'm gonna do.
1: Yeah. It's probably the the responsible thing to do. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Do do you have anything on it, like Garrison? Do you have anything on it? Well, I was,
2: I I just went to like, if they do resume it in July, like, does Jimmy get tickets in July? You know what I mean? Are they going to correspond it at all, or like, how does all that sales work?
0: I don't know how that. I think it would probably be towards any game if it's a credit.
2: There's just a lot of logistics to it. I hear legally a lot of contracts end June 30th. And then also, there's a lot of players on visas. So there's a lot of
1: other complications there.
0: That yeah, that's a great point. Are dude, going to friends, normally, July 1.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh,
0: Super without free agent frenzy,
1: dude. Yeah, that would suck. The, only, what are you gonna do? the two, I don't know. The two things that like, the only two things that I have huge hiccups on are one is like the compensation part, like really, like puts me in like a, a bottle, like, if you think about like the light and giving up like first and second round picks for like Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow to like go on a run. And like, if they like sign, if they sign somewhere else in the off season, like you're just kind of fucked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, I don't know, like in the NFL, there's this weird thing where if you lose a player, like you can get a compensation pick, like based on like, like how many games they've played and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if, like, that might be a smart idea for the draft. Like, if you traded away, like, a first-round pick, just, like, toss in an extra second, or do you think you're just done for?
0: I think it goes back to, like, the old Pokemon trading card days where you trade a card and then it's, you immediately go, no trade backs
1: and then walk it, away. I mean, it's easy to say that, dude, as a team that's rebuilding, though, but, like, if you're a contender, that sucks. For the Bruins, like, it's a, it's fine for me because, like, we gave up guys that we have under contract. So, like, we'll have them all next year. We'll have the same exact team next year. Like, I'm cool with it. Like, I don't want tradebacks. I'm fine. But I was just thinking, like, like a Lightning fan, dude, you have all those cap issues coming down the pipe and you just gave up all those, like, prospects? For what, dude? I don't know. I don't know either. That's
0: I mean, no tradebacks, dude. That's
1: that's (laughs) And, dude, the other thing, too, I just wanted to ask, from, like, a Bruins fan perspective, I, I, I'm trying to stay positive, so my whole thought process on this is we were, like, the best team in the NHL or, like, top three. Like, I can confidently say I think we were top three in the NHL this year. It's, like, an older core, and, like, I'm really worried that it's going to run out. But part of me thinks, like, they might not have had the gas to try to do it again, and maybe it's a positive that they have a break, but it's, like, we already had, like, a one seed pretty much wrapped up. Do you think it's a okay positive for the Bruins next year, or do you think, like, just like the Red Sox and the Patriots, like my sports world is going to continue to crumble.
0: I think you're way too optimistic, man. If the Rangers were in the Bruins spot right now, I would be so pissed off.
1: Yeah, I know. The one thing that I'll say, I think the reason I'm thinking that, and I don't know if you had this feeling at all, uh, the year after the Rangers lost to the Kings in the finals, not to bring that up, but like when the Bruins lost to the Blues in the finals, my thought process is just so hard to do that again, like two years in a row, like like, there's always that seed of doubt in my mind that would have, like, crept in. Like, I was scared. Like, the Bruins are riding in hot, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, are we finally going to lose in the Maple Leafs? Because then my world would literally crumble. So, I don't know. It might be a positive they have an offseason. Or, like, Char is going to be, like, 44 next year. Like, are we going to trot him out again?
0: I, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen with all contracts. Because, like, we have tons of expiring contracts that we have to figure out, too. Like, with Tony D'Angelo, Strom, players like that.
1: Uh, I don't know. Like, they're supposed to be like. I think the salary cap's supposed to go up, but like, we're gonna hit like a recession. Like, is that still like? If we hit a recession, is that still gonna happen? Like, doesn't like escrow and stuff like that get messed up? I don't know any how Uh, any of that works.
0: Yeah, escrow. I have no idea what that means. I took a micro and macroeconomics class in college, and I think I got Cs on them. So like, I'm out on this conversation,
1: dude. Yeah, I know, but I think something's happening to it. I don't know what escrow is either. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah, like escrow. Like, hopefully hopefully everything's okay like not the escrow not the escrow dude dale i you are the business development that's in your name for this podcast what is escrow it
2: it has to do with the owners right but how much money they're making
1: yeah i think i think it's like how much the players get back but i don't want to continue down this rabbit hole unless ked's trying to figure it out
0: i i yeah dude i i don't (laughs) know
2: A bond, deed, or other document kept in the custody of a third party and taking effect only when a specified condition has been fulfilled.
0: I I got it right here. If if music plays, I'm sorry. Um, The players in the league divide all hockey-related revenue evenly 50-50. Sometimes the combined salaries of all players exceeds the 50% share of revenue that season. In anticipation of this, the league withholds a certain percentage of their salaries during the year, which is put into escrow. The money taken from the salaries throughout the year is pulled together in its own bank account. If the league share of revenue is below 50% at the end of the year, they take the escrow pool to make up the difference, and anything left over is returned to
1: the players. So the players are going to get screwed. I mean, they're millionaires, but yeah. Right, yeah, I know. It's not really like the end of the world. Uh, And that's something, too. I'm just going to totally pivot because I feel like we've talked about escrow enough. Uh, I don't understand, and this could be totally wrong of me, like, it's, I love that players are helping and, like, reaching out. And like, I think Bobroski was, like, $100,000. i am sure other players have, too. And, like, we can get to the Bruins owner if you want because that guy sucks. Um, but, like, shaming players who only donate, like, $5,000 because someone else, like, donated $100,000, it's, like, buzz off. Don't you think that's, like, the dumbest thing that goes on during these times? Like, how can you judge that?
0: So I kind of do that when it is in terms of, like, fines and suspensions, which I think is I think that's different, right, because that's somebody who did something bad towards a player that the, that the game's trying to get out of it. But, like, I saw people all sorts of pissed off that Zuckerberg only donated, like, $25 million, and it's like... $25
1: Did you, million. Did you, did you donate anything? No. $25 oh. million. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And I'm sure he's going to... I don't know if he'll lose money or not during this. I don't understand how anything works, but, like... People are I, just
0: mad to be mad, dude.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think you should, like, shame someone. Like, you don't know what they're actually doing either. Like, there are thousands of good hockey players that don't just, like, donate for the spotlight. And I'm not saying that all the guys that, like, it came out that they did that did that. But there are probably definitely some that just do it for, like, the brand. You know what I mean? And there are definitely genuine guys, too, that are doing stuff that are probably getting shamed online that just – it's, like, their own business. Like, I don't know. That stuff rubs me the wrong way.
0: Also, like – at least he did something. There's so many other people out there that haven't done anything, and you're going to shit on this guy for donating $25 million when you when you have people like, I don't know, Jay-Z, Beyonce, like all these guys that have millions upon millions of dollars. You don't see anything from them.
1: Yeah. Dude, I, and and I guess we can just transition right into Jeremy Jacobs really quick, the Bruins owner who's not doing anything, and he keeps releasing these crazy like press releases that start out, like the first paragraphs, like, yeah, we're going to do all this stuff, and then it turns into like basically like maybe like – at some Dep- point. depending on conditions like psych so he's crazy dude i don't know like i've always known he's crazy and it's always just been like a backdrop that he's a scumbag and he hasn't done things for the community in the past that he said he was going to do um so i just wanted your advice your owner's james dolan who we're not really going to joke about too much because i think he's sick but he's okay yes, But what's it like- on the coronavirus so watch your words so but what's i mean what's it like having a crazy like a crazy owner in the public. Like I feel like Boston fans always hated Jeremy Jacobs, but I don't think the whole NHL really did. And now I think it's just public knowledge that he's the worst.
0: I mean, we're very blessed because James Dolan focuses mostly on the Knicks yeah. <laughs> and he kind of just lets the Rangers do what they need to do. And that's nice. So I don't really, I, I love James Dolan. <laughs> he's done nothing. Billy Joel rock on man. Like do what you need to do. <laughs> Keep focusing on those Knicks, leave the Rangers alone um, I, I don't know. I saw, I was listening to Spin Chicklets and like RA talked about it and how Boston fans were really pissed off about the way the organization was handled back when they they sucked, and then they got good and then people forgot about it. Now, I think RA thinks that nobody's like gonna go to games anymore because of this. I don't think that's gonna happen, but it's a it's a bad look, dude. Like when, when you're when you're doing things worse than the Ottawa Senators, not the best.
1: Yeah, that's fair, dude. I don't know. For some reason, like, I'm still going to be a fan. Like, I I guess I've just known the whole time that he's a terrible person. Um, but, yeah, I think they're still going to sell out in Boston. Like, at the end of the day, people don't care. Like, Tom Brady and the Patriots. I love Tom Brady. I love the Patriots. There's a lot of weird stuff going on there, and a lot of people in New England just look the other way. Um, we, won, we won some big World Series with steroid abusers. I don't care about that either. I, I'll deny it, but, like, I just said it publicly, so it's kind of contradictory of myself. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I kind of want to. I want to pivot too. Do you have anything else on that?
0: Nah, not really, man. My owner's doing his thing.
1: I want to pivot into the Rangers. I just wanted to get you fired up a little bit. So I, um, one, uh, actually, really, I only have one. Elias Anderson. I just looked up his stats at the end of the year. He went five seven. He went what five goals, seven assists, twelve points in fifteen games. I think. Um, I, I saw like some New York Rangers blogger like wrote some blog about how like back in March beginning of March before this all happened how he was like their hottest prospect like not with the organization right now uh what are your thoughts dude he had what was his stat line I think I think I had five seven and 12 12 points
0: in 15 games
1: yeah
0: well I had 26 goals 24 assists and 17 games in my beer league and I'm sure the leagues are probably probably pretty similar and that guy didn't write a blog about me so
1: (laughs) yeah that's fair I and dude speaking of that the one blog that you wrote that you sent, you reposted it, like introducing yourself earlier this week, where you dropped a line in it saying that I ruined your high school hockey career because I turned off your alarm clock. That's just slander, dude.
0: It's not. And it's not because I remember afterwards going up to you and be like, did you do it? And you were like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, sick, dude. I'm going to be glued to the bench after a hot start. I led I led the section two in goals after the first game. And it's like, what could have been, you know? <laughs>
1: I don't know I feel like you think like I might owe you an apology or something like that but I think at the end of the day you prospered in the rest of your line saying so like
0: I don't I don't think you owe me anything it'd be nice to have one I just, <laughs> I just know that that's never gonna come my way
1: it's fair enough I mean Dale do you have anything you've been tuned out for a little bit
2: yeah I just uh took a quick break what are we talking about
1: okay uh, what's next <laughs>
0: all right we're gonna move on to the patty b hotline take it away pat
1: Hey, this is the Patty V Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate.
0: Alright, thanks, Patty. Here we go. Patty V Hotline. Bang.
1: Hey, Morning Skate. Patty V here. Alright, um, here's a question. So, for um, this for your hockey um, or season, do you go with the cheapest one, or do you have a certain, like, you flex with a brand like Bowers? i uh, just wondering because I'm turning into the swing of things for playing hockey again because, well, normally we am a rep. All right, later, guys.
0: Bye. All right, so this was uh, Patty B asking, when we're picking out sticks, like, what are we looking for? And I think it's a good question. Um, I, I use the, the Patrick Kane curve. It's the 88. So i mean i like warrior sticks i think that they break a little bit easier than other sticks but i i don't know i as long as it's an 88 and it's decently light i'm normally an 85 flex but I, what do you have on your sticks
1: not much dude i mean back in the day back in the day i let, all i remember is i like stiffer sticks that's about it um i was never too picky i think i transitioned through every company like Throughout my playing days, I probably had owned, like, a couple of sticks in a row from the same company. Do you know what I mean? You try to find your sweet spot. I think I kind of ended up on Warrior the most, probably, like you in the end. Um, but I was never too picky, and now I'm at the point, like, we went over this a couple podcasts ago, my sticks and shambles. Like, I think on the internet, it probably is a good time to buy a stick. Um, but I just don't know what a bang, I don't know what, like, a good bang for my buck is. Part of me wishes I could find, like, the old sticks we used to use, like, 10 years ago, like, on, like, layaway.
0: An XN10, dude.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If I could get an XN10 for like 80 bucks, I'd rather do that than get like some brand new stick for 200 that like I'm not going to enjoy shooting with.
0: Yeah. And I I have two other things. One, check out Henry wrote a blog today about Bauer sticks. So if you want to learn more about Bauer sticks, check that out. And two, my number one pet peeve is not having the stick that I use and my backup stick match. I hate when they don't match.
2: I agree. Um, It's like using
0: two different batting gloves
2: yeah for sure and so I, I wrote down my um my curve transition started off with the paul coffee into a sack kick during youth hockey and then switched it up to the p88 cane and then the p92 ovechkin so i'm always kind of team bauer i will add like now in my career i'm definitely um looking for a more cost effective solution which is why i rock two two piece sticks that are the same p92 blades and um just as far as Hal or anybody else going that's like looking for some kind of thrifty deal, you can just find someone who just broke a, a one piece stick. Like the stick I use now, the shaft is just my friend Mike Dio at Sienna broke his nice new like Bower One Piece and he was like, Yeah, you can just have the shaft or whatever. Just cutting off, turning the shaft upside down and putting a blade in it. That's been my, it's been one of my favorite moves, but I don't know. I use a grip now and never was a grip guy. 87 flex. I experimented with 77 flex during college thinking I was like sweet because I heard uh, um, oh, Phil Kessel. Yeah, thank you. Heard Phil Kessel uses a 67. Um, thought that was cool until one broke, but yeah, Bauer, 87. You brought up an interesting
0: one, dude, grip. Like I'm all about the grip.
1: I never was until lately. I like it yeah i don't mind that i also don't mind putting a little wax on my stick too like up and down the shaft that's always kind of a power move i secretly will do that that's more like just a little up and down the shaft dude more stick what a <laughs> little little wax on the stick dude i because i never like taped it and like i had I, I like waxy sticks too my issue with waxy sticks is after like two months of like being wet and stuff like it's not the same. Do you know what I mean? It becomes more smooth. Like it still has that like light little grip to it. So I just kind of lube it up a little bit. Like, but in the opposite, I'm I add some talking resistance.
0: About your tape?
1: No, I'm talking about like the shaft.
0: Put wax on the shaft of your stick.
1: Yeah, it probably didn't really work, dude. But I would just put a little bit on. It smells good. So, yeah, dude, I got an
2: interesting one because sort of along the same lines is that Brian Sisti at Siena used to take um, tape and like twist it so the adhesive part was on the outside and then like rub that along his stick to make it more grippy it's
0: like pine tar dude
2: exactly yeah and i yeah i tried it a couple times it definitely works
1: so i was in the same wheelhouse that's probably more effective dale you also and correct me if i'm wrong i think for a while like when we were growing up you were like a two-piece kid and i think you like the fact that you is that accurate or no he, he just said he was
2: yeah, I mean, it gives you options. Don't get me wrong, like, I, I had a... Uh, are you
1: still a two-piece guy? Yeah. Is what you just said. Yeah. I did not hear that part, dude. That's, like, the one part of that whole story I missed. That's crazy to me. Like, how many two-piece guys are still out there?
2: I mean, my dad just got a brand-new CCM, and I took a rip off it, and it was, like, twice as fast as I normally shoot. So I also haven't gotten a new stick in, like, five years. So maybe I'm behind the ball a little bit. But I love the two-piece game, man.
1: Do you know what makes a great pond hockey stick is, like, an alloy or, like, an aluminum shaft with a wood wood blade?
2: I still have wood blade in my garage. I should fucking – I should make something up there. I
0: remember remember in high school, I was like, do we get free sticks? And they're like, no, but you get these free wooden blades. Um,
2: (laughs) I should try to find – you know the aluminum, like, uh, yeah, just the aluminum shafts from, like, Mighty Ducks? Remember in D2 when he's, like, in – he's in the pro shop? Or, no, no, it's, yeah, it's D2 because they go in and they've got brand new sticks for the G- Goodwill games or whatever. Okay. You, you know you, Yeah.
0: I know what the aluminum shaft is.
2: The white, like, ti- titanium one? Or the, yeah. I don't know. I know what you're saying,
1: dude.
0: But, Patty, that was a good question. If you guys have other voicemails, it's 518-309-2595. That's 518-309-2595. Now uh, we're going to move on to our three stars.
1: Yeah, I actually have a topic that we didn't talk about. I just tossed this in there really quick to see what you think. Go for it. Uh, Alexis Lafreniere, that French, that French kid who's supposed to go first overall in the draft. I know this is just something that everyone has to say, but he basically said he would love to go to Ottawa. Um I I want this kid to go to Ottawa in the worst way, dude. What are your what are your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go to
0: Ottawa, please, and let's <laughs> see what happens.
1: Yeah. I don't know, dude. It'd be interesting though, because Ottawa is like the one Ontario city that's kind of like bilingual. Well, it's not true, but they're bilingual. I know a lot of like Ontario is bilingual. <laughs> I like Ottawa has a heavy French presence. Um I don't know. I think it'll be good. If he's a good player too, and then you can just mix in Melnick. Um, I think it'll be, it'll be overall a great recipe. Dale, how's that water? Uh, it's ginger ale. Oh, <laughs> nice,
2: nice. Just gotta handle it right here, No big deal.
1: <laughs> I mean, overall, I, I, I kind of just interrupted my segment so we can move on, dude. I just kind of wanted to point out again, Dale, we're doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah.
0: Actually, before we get into three starts, let's just do our daily dose of Dale. All right, three, two, one.
2: Do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. Coach Wooden, John Wooden, Tim Grandy, one of my best coaches I ever had with hockey, he always would preach to us focus on the controllables, do not focus on the other team, do not focus on who's in the stands. The referees are all uncontrollables, and I think with the coronavirus, everything going around at this time, do your best, go outside, get some fresh air, you know, reach out to people you love, tell them you care about them, get better at NHL, you know, you got time. We just found out that playing NHL video games gets you better at hockey. Just, you know, try to do your best and focus on what you can control. It's a tough time for all of us. And, um, yeah, I just think having a positive mindset during this time. And I really, that, that whole focus on the controllables came to me this week. So that's my daily dose of Dale.
0: That was literally one minute long. That was good. Good
1: job, Dale. Uh, I like the positive vibes. I think that's a good thing. I think it's an anxious time for a lot of people. So I'm down with that. Although I do have one negative, um, that I, I wanted, uh, to point out to you, um, how do you think playing Chell gets you better at actual hockey? Did you convince yourself that? Is that a fact?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, you would know this if you were on our Wednesday podcast. So, Justin Goldman of the Goalie Guild reached out to well, didn't reach out to us. During our podcast, he made a point that saying um, these younger players with the um, reaction time the skills, um, basically, you can see different lanes in Chell. It's just kind of a learning tool for a lot of these younger kids. Um and that's that he's using it in some of his goalie camps with virtual reality, which is kind of a different use case, but I don't know. I mean, I've thought about that too. If, if I played a lot of video games when I was younger and could have made me a better hockey player.
1: Yeah, I get, I think I get that. I get like the overall, like what you're saying, like, I guess like creativity and stuff like that. My only ish, thing I'm thinking about is like, if I went out in my next beer league game, whatever that is. And I like threw like, across the ice pass trying to like hit someone back door for a one-timer like they probably pick it off and go the other way
0: that happens yeah. a lot in chill
1: too <laughs> so so ken you're on the same you're on the same agreement you think it could work
0: i think uh i think in terms of like you just try to find open ice dude and like when you play yeah. actual hockey like that's what you're trying to do you're trying to find lanes trying to find open ice so like to an extent i think it does kind of work
2: yeah, and I'm, I'm also a big fan. I watch Pavel Barber's Instagram videos about him, like, breaking down stuff, and he's a big proponent of younger athletes, like, trying the Michigan, trying, you know, his crazy uh, Zorro moves and stuff like that. He, he like, thinks the NHL in five, ten years, these kids are going to be pulling shit like that in games. So, like, um, again, I watched the Wayne Gretzky documentary where his main point is, like, his coaches, they – would just tell him to play like the other people in the system. And he left Brandt, Brantford, Ontario, because he needed to He needed to be coached by someone who would let Gretzky be Gretzky and, like, do his own thing. So creativity and new things in hockey is, is good.
1: You feel uh, me? Yeah, I thought that was a good explanation, dude.
0: Creativity, dude. Control what you can control. The daily dose of Dale. Moving on, last segment, three stars. It
1: was a good one, Dale. Thank I'd you. say that was better than most. I mean, for someone who almost got their segment stripped, that was that was pretty good, dude.
0: Thanks, hey, buddy.
1: Okay, three stars now.
2: All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey.
0: Okay, three stars of the week time. Here we go. Uh, not a lot of hockey going on, so how about – our top three morning skate moments thus far since, since we started this podcast, this website, the Twitter, the Instagram, the TikTok, all the, our top three moments. Uh, you guys can go first.
2: Go ahead, Dale. All right. So my, my third star would be the day that we shot the promotional video with, uh, our boy, Greg, mm-hmm. me and Jimmy in the park. It was like a beautiful August, late August day. Um, Karski came out he, fucking laid me out on rollerblades that was just a great all-around day the boys were vibing um put together a really fucking funny promo video if you guys haven't seen it maybe dig back in our archives or maybe we'll repost it but that was just that was just fucking. i jumped in the lake i was like hissing at the camera like what do you guys got on that video it was fucking it was one of the one of the better days of my life <laughs> it's,
0: like, it, it's funny because when we were doing it i'm like this video is going to be so sick and then like looking back at it like years from now it's like we probably should have had more of a plan as to sure. what was going on but, but it's, you're right it's like
2: kind of like just us being idiots which is authentic yeah <laughs> just yeah
0: like that one hot bartender poured a drink in my face and it was like okay well yeah
2: maybe and rory we can pizza time.
1: in my face yeah shout out so, so. to rory what kind of pizza do you throw in your face dude? do you remember
2: yeah, it was like it was like kind of like a meat lovers, I think. It was definitely sausage. There was some good stuff in there. I don't know. It
1: definitely wasn't just cheese. <laughs> Kick out the meat face, dude. <laughs>
0: What's your third star, Hal? Uh Carter,
1: Carter Hutton, uh, Carter Hutton victory last year for me. Our eighth kid said that Carter Hutton would win twenty games. He pretty much bullied me for the first half of the season, talking about how smart he was. Um, he like how, how he believed in Carter Hutton and the Sabres. And then what happened? He won like three games in his last like 20. I won the bet. Ked paid up. That's it. I was right. Ked was wrong. Carter Hutton, third star.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a tough look for me. That was definitely one that we went on for a whole year about. Guy had like 18 wins in November, and he couldn't fucking plug away too. So that was <laughs> fun for me. Uh, my third star – Back when we were on, like, Teespring, when we first, like, started selling stuff, there were, like, flags that you could buy. And I came home one day, and my dad had ordered a Morning Skate flag and, like, didn't tell me about it. And they accidentally sent us two. So, uh, just the fact that, like, my dad was, like, supporting it. And, like, he was all pretty much my third star is my old man. Like, he, there was never, an, never a moment where he's like, you shouldn't do this or be careful with what you say. Uh, with one of Hal's stars, like, my dad was thoroughly on board with the boys, uh, just the fact that he, like, supported it and wanted to be a part of it and always asked to come on the podcast, like, that was cool. Now, I got a flag up in my little lab right now, and Dale has one at his place, so uh, third star, my old man. And just, like, the fact that he went out of his way and did that and, like, didn't even know me, I thought that was cool. He
1: had an electric appearance, dude. I got to go back and listen. Remember the time he just came on live? You just, like, walked downstairs in the middle of the podcast and we just kept going?
0: I don't even think it was that. Like, it was Did he come of- up? Was- did
1: he go to the south?
0: I went downstairs. It was planned because I remember being, I think it was Father's Day. And I was like, You want to come on? And he's like, Oh, hell yeah. And I came home from work and he had like a notepad where he wrote down like all these different Ranger statistics. And like, What are you doing? He's like, Well, I don't want to sound like an idiot. I'm like, No, it's not. Even, like, that, that was really fucking cool. He, he was the man. So yeah. that, was, uh, that was my third start. Dale, what's your second start?
2: So my, my second start kind of back off the promo video. By now, all you guys know, Ked is an absolute showman. And uh, being BizDev biz here, my senior year at Siena, we were like, all right, fuck it, let's let's pitch the morning skate at the, at the Shark Tank competition. Um, didn't win, but the judges gave us uh, most entertaining presentation. Um, but basically, we showed this ridiculous promo video to these three, like, you know, Albany corporate... CEOs or something and one of the guys was like what the fuck did we just watch um
0: we were like exactly
2: yeah we were like yeah yeah <laughs> um so I guess that was one of that's my that's my second sorry that was just a fucking fun pitch fun moment
0: no Dale that was cool because that's like when you first like really started like getting into like the morning skate stuff and I remember like going to Siena and like sitting in like one of the classrooms that one day with like the whiteboard and just like doing yeah. a ton fun. of different shit uh. That's a good one. How? What's your second star?
1: Ah, my second, my second star is going to be uh, the retired segment, Craig a- the Craig Adams ass kicking of the week. Um If you're an OG of the podcast, you'll remember the Craig Adams ass kicking of the week, where Dan would ju- Dan would tell you who beat up who, um, <laughs> or Fever Boy Rex. I'm sorry, and that was pretty much the segment, but it was one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, I mean, it probably lasted like four or five episodes, but it, yeah. That was uh, Craig Adams out of everybody that's who we picked. I thought that was pretty funny. I missed that. I wish there was still more hockey, or fighting in hockey. But
1: yeah, My favorite part, I was just looking back. So I was just going through our old catalog. It's episode three, November 13th, 2016. And the last sentence in the description is special guest appearance appearances from noted NHL experts, the mayor of Morgantown and the pride of Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's it. I mean, just all those. All the old podcasts, those was good times, too.
0: Yeah, that, that, glory days, man. My my second star, uh, one of our, well, one of the guys I used to play hockey with, I think Garrison did a few times. He passed away, and uh, somebody made a GoFundMe about it, and it, it was, it, it sucked. Like, he left two kids behind. His name's Adam Lenore. He's a fucking beauty. Uh, they had a GoFundMe. We, we posted a blog about it, and I think it's probably, if not our most viewed blog, probably top three. And it went from having like twelve hundred bucks. Dale, how much does it have? How much did they get? Like fifty thousand dollars. And yeah. like I really track how many of you guys voted, or, or not voted, but like donated or shared anything like that. But that was really cool because we made. I thought that we helped make a difference when a difference needed to be made. That was just a shitty situation, and at that time it really showed the amount of like I guess pull we have in terms of hockey fans and everybody sticking together. So that was my number two star.
1: It's
2: going, dude. Yeah, and to and to piggyback off that, the his two boys got to meet Jack Hughes this yeah. year. So that was awesome to see as well.
0: Really cool, dale What's your number one star, buds?
2: My number one star goes out to this February. Just kind of, just a general three week span of me and Jimmy hanging out like every day, biz deving hard. We basically turned my apartment into the studio where we've got the the Morning Skate flag and just just a, just kind of a time frame of us like really reaching out to a ton of people a lot of new brands and really just devin so it's it doesn't really go up to a single day or a single moment but just those moments of you leaving my apartment at like 12 30 in the morning being like bro we're doing it <laughs> yeah yeah and
0: every time we'd leave it'd be like yeah I remember this moment like four yeah. years now or something like that that was sick i We must have done I don't even know how many podcasts we did that week. It seemed like it was just one after another after another. We'd have like two in one day. It was crazy. But we got a lot done. A lot done. Yeah, we did like four or five in like a week. And we did that that nineteen eighty party, like just things were cruising. That's a good number one star. How what's your number one star?
1: Yeah, dude, my number one star is just it's hangouts in general. I think we kinda touched on it earlier. Like we've been doing it, a lot of people have been doing it. People have been going on like WebEx, Skype. FaceTime just like having group hangouts online Um, I mean that's basically what this podcast is I think the number one reason I enjoy doing the podcast is you just come and chop it up with the boys Um, just kind of keep that going it's a it's a good release it's something to look forward to at the end of the week when you got we record Sundays usually have the Sunday scaries pretty bad so yeah just hopping on into the studio and hanging out with the boys that's my number one star
0: and we we've, we've been pretty consistent this year compared to the other years. I mean, obviously the season got cut short and that sucks, but it is kind of nice, right? It's a nice end of the week where you just kind of hang out with the boys, talk a little bit, and yeah, man, I thought that was a good one. All
1: yeah. right, good talk, Hal. Uh, moving I, on. Oh, I didn't know if Dale wanted to say anything. I was talking about how much I liked hanging out with him.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: know, dude. Like, at least Ked yeah. could recognize my reach, my reach, dude. I was just looking to get pulled up by a couple of friends. Ken was there I don't know Dale Do yeah stay on that I mean Dale let's talk about it dude you've been you've been coming on the pod now for probably what since like September beginning of the year
2: yeah dude yeah I mean I uh, I think that goes back to the whole like story you know we tell and how we started this podcast you and Dan moved away and we all wanted to hang out with each other so that's kind of what started this and I don't know dude you want me you want me to get emotional dude I feel closer to you after doing after doing this you know what I mean we hang it we hang out more
1: yeah, and that's what it's about, dude. And that's what, yeah. That's basically what I was trying to say. It's just like, um, I don't know. It's something. It's something to do with the boys. I had something else I wanted to say, but I forgot. Are
0: you, guys, are you guys done hugging each other? So I <laughs> you want to
1: come in, dude? I don't know, dude. You tell me. These are these are trying times for all. Cat, all right?
0: I mean, yeah, dude. Without the podcast, I don't think like we'd still be close, but I don't think it'd be like this.
1: Oh, I wanted to make I wanted to make a note too that the reason. The reason my attendance has been so good, I think that's a huge contributor is that Dale's on the pod, because all I want is for my attendance percentage to be higher than Dale's. Like I feel like so like and he's been pretty consistent, so like he keeps me in check in that way too. So that's a positive. Okay, checks and balances.
0: All right, my number one star. The interviews I think that we've done is kind of nuts like when we first started this it was kind of a joke we would talk hockey never in my life that i would ever think that we'd be interviewing all these cool people and i might leave some people off but adam graves that was once in a lifetime type stuff uh darren mccarty the russian five ron Duguay, jillian bill clement joey mullen and jacob matt and joey from company 39 shout out to those guys uh ken and jordy ultimate hockey fan cave Hennessy and Miles at Summer Skate, Absolute Filth, uh, Justin Goldman, where you have Riley Cote coming on next week. Like, having written down those names and just kind of going back, and I've probably forgotten some people too, it's pretty pretty awesome, right? Like, that's pretty cool, uh, especially a couple jabronis like us being able to reach out and talk to these guys. I thought that was pretty sick. So uh, just like, I don't know. And the coolest part, and Dale always says it, we're cut from the same cloth. You meet all these people, and they're the same. they're the same people. Like, they just love hockey. They love the world. They love supporting each other. You kind of create that community. Uh, That's my number one star.
1: The fourth line voice, dude.
0: Fourth line voice, dude. I mean, that
1: guy. Who was the first guest ever on the podcast? Was it Ashley Johnson?
0: Ashley Johnson? Shane Harper?
1: Shane Um, Harper was a big one. That was nice of him to do because that's, like, when we were on, like, Skype. It didn't even really have, like, a format. And he came on. And then he, like, he was playing for the Panthers, like, the year before.
0: He had just gotten a fight with Adam McQuaid. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what we talked about. Yeah. yeah, so that was a good one. That's like pretty – it's like humble beginnings.
0: Right, and it's – I don't know, man. Like Clement, Mullen, Graves. Du- I don't know if Dugay ever won a cup. McCarty won a- – like Stanley Cup winners. Joey Mullen was the first American to ever score 500 goals. Like when you watch Miracle at the beginning scene and they're like, is there a reason why Joey, Joey Mullen's name isn't on here? And he goes, yeah, about 30,000. I'm sitting in his New York bank account. Like that guy was on our podcast. i watched that i watched that with uh this girl that i've been talking to and she'd never seen miracle before and i i that never clicked in my head that that's who that was so like they say it and i started freaking out she's like what's going on i'm like i talked to that guy like that's i don't know it's pretty cool and i don't know i think the future's bright uh we have i can't wait to announce whatever we need to announce that's going to be really cool but uh i think it's only going to get better from here so that's kind of what i have
2: Sounds like there's a lot of hockey in our future, too. Sounds yeah. like we're going to have a streak of, like, 12 months of hockey. So.
0: Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, next year, I think it'd be awesome to go out to that uh, Minnesota tournament. And the expo would be unreal.
1: Okay. Uh, dude, that's true. I just realized, though, if they play hockey in the summer, dude, that means we don't get to take a podcast vacation. Yep, pretty much. Just like the players. Like, people think the players are suffering. Dude, I need to recharge my batteries. That's what I think I'm saying. built for a 12-month season. I actually
0: I have one more thing. This is from Chaz Bell two one one two on Instagram.
1: Chaz,
2: I played Brockport with him.
0: He uh, top three hockey related things you're looking forward to post quarantine. We can just spitball. We didn't write any of these things down, but top three. Ho- I can't wait to get back on skates, dude.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to get on the ice. I want to get my fucking heart rate on. I
0: can't. I can't wait to just wheel around. I think one thing. Every, Hal, Hal's joked about it for forever. He calls me Mister Capital District Hockey. I think over the last, like, year, I haven't really played in all the different skates that I normally have, and I think after this is done, I'm going to jump on any opportunity to be on the ice as much as possible. You were battling injuries, dude. I was, and I got those core shorts, and I haven't gotten hurt since. So those things were magic.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a good one, hockey dude. I think for me, it's just, it's a Wednesday night. Like, you're done with work, and you have a game in two hours, and, like, just that feeling alone is something that I miss. I've been watching some classic games, and, like, it, like kind of gives you a fix, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. like, news compared to long cut. Yeah,
0: and it, exactly. Like, there's nothing better than working a whole day and then people being like, hey, can you stay late? And you're like, well, the Rangers are on at 7, so no, not really. And then you go home and then you eat dinner and then you have uh, the guys in the booth, Bill Pito and Steve Cat talking about stuff. Like, I just miss watching hockey. I miss playing hockey. I, yeah. What about you, Dale? you have anything?
2: Yeah. I mean, I miss playing, dude. I miss miss Fisher, dude. I miss Morehouse, like the boys, just the Sunday night crew that we have, everybody there. It's kind of like a little community that we have every Sunday. So I miss seeing those guys and I miss, miss, I don't know, connecting with people out on the ice. I miss the
0: Adirondack Thunder. Like that
1: was fun to do. I
2: miss miss those games too. It was fun.
1: I miss – I want to go to a game. I'm pissed. I always plan on going, like, last 10 games of the season or the playoffs. Like, I like that end-season push. I didn't get to go to a game this year. Ked, you got to go, I think, to a couple. Um, But I just – I can't wait to have the opportunity to go to a game. Like, I'm sure the tickets are going to be crazy, but I'm going to want to jump on that chance.
0: How many games did I go to this year, too? I saw Zook and I saw them play the Sharks. I feel like I'm missing one. Or maybe the last couple years I've gone to a ton, but, yeah. I was – and I was going to go to the last one, but I don't know, man. Hopefully this thing goes away, and guys, just stay inside and they tell you until they tell you that you can't because the people that are still partying and going out and stuff is just ruining it for everybody and, like, guilty. I went out a couple weeks ago, and then the next day I was like, I shouldn't have done that, and I haven't left my house since. So uh, just be safe uh, and just, I don't know, hop online, play hockey with the boys, listen to the podcast, tell everybody about it. Um, you guys have any any other words for our listeners?
1: No, just be well, right? Like I went to a grocery store today; it was like eerie. Um, just be well. I think we're fortunate right now, and I don't know if I'm wrong on this. I apologize, but I don't think anyone has any like really cr- close people affected yet by it. We all have our jobs; like we're all in a good place. Like I know it's harder for some people, so I don't know. Just thinking of people, I feel like it's a nice like it's a time of people like appreciating others. Yeah. Except for the people who are still out, that you just want to punch in the face, but yeah, deal anything? Uh, yeah,
2: just con- if anybody else is uh, out there on PS4 and wants to co- connect with us, that'd be cool. Um,
0: I got an open window, so
2: yeah,
0: message us, let us know. Thanks for listening, guys, and be sure to tune in this week. We have Riley Cote coming on. He's- I
2: do I do, a, I, I do something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i just thought of it dude i mean if anybody anybody uh you know the boys are here for everybody you know if anybody actually is having some anxiety depression not leaving their house like i do have a lot of experience with anxiety and depression so if anybody needs anybody to talk to or anything they can always reach out to me
0: just chat about it dude hell yeah all right guys well again wednesday riley cote check him out hal dale thanks for hopping on and we will see you guys next week.
2: This is Africa